Hello and welcome back to Say Radio Marin. I'm your host, Kimberly Escobar, joined with your co-host, Santi Hernandez. And on today's show, we're going to be talking about how we can master our finances by learning more about credit cards, credit scores, and bank accounts with our guest, Olman Lopez from Mechanic Bank. Welcome to the show. And how are you doing? And can you please introduce yourself to the audience? Yes. Hello. It's a pleasure to be here. My name is Olman Lopez. I'm a uh, banking services officer with Mechanics Bank, and I'm very honored to be with you guys. Thank you so much. And before we dive into our questions, we always do an icebreaker. And my icebreaker for today is how would you describe your job to a five-year-old? All right. So uh, let's see. The way I would describe it is I count cash every day. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. um, we deal with different scenarios. Um, mm-hmm. Customer service is uh, the major one. Um, I manage operations, so I do a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff. Um, I manage the operations. I manage a team, which is pretty small. There's only three of us right now. Um, but for a five-year-old, I would say, yeah, I work for a bank. I deal with cash every day. <laughs> okay. That gets them pretty excited. Yeah, that gets them excited. Right. <laughs> for the ice cream <laughs> and Santi? um me i would say that i create videos and take photos that's my dream okay. and design okay i so would for a five-year-old i would say draw draw yeah i would draw i'd right? be like wow let me see <laughs> <laughs> um for me i have like a few things but the main thing would be that i just work in a facility that takes care of older people Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, and it'd be like like your grandparents or something. Yeah. Okay, and then now we're gonna dive into our questions. So, could you please share the origin of your story, how this all began, your interest in finance and the bank and everything? Yeah, um, yeah. So the original of my story is uh, at first I'll say this: I wanted to go into law enforcement at first. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I started working for a bank and I just kind of got myself uh, into it. I started applying for banks. And once I became a teller for Wells Fargo, I found that working with uh, clients and with money was my passion. And so I started learning more. And as I grew my career, I fell in love. And, and so far, I've, I've stuck with it. I've been in banking for about uh, six years now, close six. to seven. And so far, I've, I've enjoyed every part of it. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, <laughs> sorry. sorry, I was thinking, um, before you got into the banking, I want to hear a little bit of um, what got you to be, your first job was at Wells Fargo? No, very first job was at McDonald's. Okay, yeah. how did you go from McDonald's to being, or doing what you're doing now? Okay, yeah, uh, McDonald's, I was there for a, for a while as well. I was there for five years, and I thought the food industry was uh, was going to be my career. But then I thought there was something else out there. And so I uh, I got the experience of a customer service, and I found that I wasn't making uh, a lot of money. And after a while, I I kind of got tired of the food industry. It's, it's a lot of work, and the pay is not that much. Mm-hmm. And so I decided to look for a job, and I said, I'll try banking. It just kind of popped in my head. And once I started banking, um, I fell in love with it, and I, I followed along. But it was just like a click in my head that I that got me into it. Yeah. Mm, wow. So, <clears throat> sorry, <laughs> my voice. <laughs> um, 
what through this journey did what was your educational background did you go to college for this and I know I don't know how because I've heard like a few stories that I know like a few bankers they didn't go to college and some do go to college did you go to college yes I'm actually currently in college right now um to work for a bank you actually don't need a college degree um it's best if you have it they consider you more uh if, if you have it to work in any position you don't need one I'm sure if you go higher, like in mm. investments or like wealth management, I'm sure they'll probably oh. require one. But like as a level entry, uh, there's no requirement for one as long as you have uh, cash experience, uh, service, customer service. Mm. They'll consider you and it's not a requirement. I went to college for, for two years for my general education and I'm currently still studying business administration. But to answer the question, no, it's not a requirement. Mm, okay. I didn't know that. And I'm guessing a lot of people don't know that yeah, either. Yeah, I didn't know that either. Yeah. I thought you needed some type of degree. So are you? do you need like your high school diploma or no? That you do need, yeah. You do? Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Do they accept like the GED? I believe they do. Oh, mm-hmm. okay, cool. Yeah. Oh, that's really interesting. So right now you're currently in school and where do you go to school? I go to College of Marin, um, and I'm going for business administration. I go to College of Marin as well. Oh, you do too? <laughs> yeah. I'll see you around. I'll see you around <laughs> too. And are you planning to go to different, to transfer after? Or what's your plan with College of Marin? As uh, so of right now, I'm focusing on a certificate of achievement. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a very busy life. I'm also married, um, so I don't dedicate my full time to school. Mm. Um, so I'm going little by little, just taking one or two classes per semester, um, so I haven't decided yet. Mm. I do a lot of other things other than school. What are those other things, if you don't mind sharing? No, not at all. <laughs> no, I stay busy. Um, I My primary job is uh, at the bank. So mm-hmm. Monday to Friday, I work for the bank. On the weekends, I work for a catering company as well. Uh, so I stay busy on the weekends. Then I have school on Tuesdays and Thursdays. I'm, more, I'm also part of um, a church. I play the drums, so I go to church Monday, Sunday. Um, I have a family. I'm married, so she needs some time as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I'm also part of a uh, Lowly Nights team with Santi, and we have monthly meetings. Um, my gym also keeps me busy. I do running. Uh, so there's a lot of little things that I do, and I can't give up any of them because they're all important. Uh, mm-hmm. So I just do, like, little little things. Mm-hmm. Stay busy. Very busy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, well, thank you so much for sharing. You do a little bit of everything, and mm-hmm. it's interesting how... I'm curious to know, it, did you always go to college throughout, like, your banking experience? What, If not, what made you decide to go back to school or go to school? Yeah, um, there was actually a time where I stopped going to school. The reason for that was because my parents weren't here, and so I had to save up some money in order to do the paperwork to bring them over. Mm. Um, so that made me stop going to school and focus more on working. And then once I got my mom to be able to travel, I also brought my wife. Um, I accomplished my goal, I could say. And so I decided to go back to school. And it was also my mentor, Mr. Steven, who uh, also encouraged me to go back to school. Mm, so that's the other reason. Yeah. Wait, is Mr. Steven the same mentor of the other person we had on? Yes. Okay, yeah, yeah. I was like, wait, yeah. that sounds familiar. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Mm. Jose, which he's going to UC Davis. Correct. Yes. yes. Um, yep. And wait, you do you know Stephen? Mr. Stephen? I do know Mr. Stephen. Is he your mentor? He is oh, one wow. of my mentors, yes. Oh, wow. It's a yeah. little 
cycle. Connecting the dots. Reflecting on your journey so far, and uh, I know your story personally, so I'm trying to see like where we can, you can share that, but how has, been, how has the experience been for, for you? Because I know you were born here, but you have an interesting story in between, and I don't know if you want to share that. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, definitely. Thank you for asking. Um, so it all started in Guatemala. Well, like you said, I was born here, but then when I turned one year old, my parents decided to move back to Guatemala. They mm -hmm. had built a house, they had land, and they had sufficient funds to, to be able to survive. And so they decided to go back. So they took me and my sister both back. But once I turned 10, they saw that life was difficult back there. And uh, though they had the house and land, they had no money to pull from. And so they decided to, um, my dad was going to come back. And um, it was hard because he had no, no papers, no legal papers to come back. And so the plan was for him to come back and then send my sister and myself over uh, since we were able to travel and so that he could provide us an education. But the plan didn't work. Uh, my parent, my dad didn't make it through, but my sister and I did since we had the passport and everything to be able mm -hmm. to travel. So my sister and I ended up here. I was 11 years old. She was 14. She was 13, sorry. And uh, we lived with an uncle for a couple years and that worked out. Um, I was sad at first since I missed them, of course, I was little, um, but I liked the, uh, the feeling of learning English, being in a different country, um, being well-dressed. Uh, I saw the opportunities, even though I was young, I saw the opportunities and I started going to school. I started playing soccer. So that got me really excited. And, um, two years after that, so I turned 13, closer to 14. Um, I couldn't stay with my uncle anymore. And so my uh, sister and I had to work at a young age and, and make it work. Uh, so we rented a room for ourselves. Um, we were pretty much on our own. On our own. Um, and so we took it upon ourselves to make um, adult decisions. And we started working at McDonald's uh, while going to school at the same time. So the whole time that we went to um, high school, we managed to uh, keep up good grades, graduate, um, and at the same time work to be able to pay bills pay bills and uh and just take care of ourselves since we had no no family with us part of your story that i find so inspiring is the fact that both your parents weren't here and you and your sister chose to stay here but but like take care of yourself like renting if i think of myself like the age that you were living with my brother in a one-bedroom like in one bedroom mm -hmm. and um, working at su such a young age, like I think I would have a really hard time, but you guys did that. And then that's where you started and, and now where you are, like that transition, that journey to me, it's so inspiring. Um, and thank you so much for sharing. Mm -hmm. That was very inspiring. That must've been tough for you to go to one country to another and then back here. How was that transition with school? And was it like, different learning with everyone so you came back when you're 11 yeah. right yeah so were you in middle school i was yes when i came i started on fifth grade so how was that was that like mentally challenging it was challenging yeah mm. especially for the language language I spoke yeah. no english I oh spoke, you spoke no english no, at all oh. no i only spoke spanish yeah oh, wow. oh. yeah so i would say the, the two uh main challenging things i would say was the the language um i couldn't communicate with uh with anyone 
Um, so I had to take ESL classes, English as a second language for students who came. Um, and so that was the biggest challenge, being able to learn the language. Um, but I was little, I was young, so my, my brain was still fresh, so I was able to catch up. Mm -hmm. um, I'm still learning. I feel like I still mumble sometimes. <laughs> um, <okay>. but <laughs> happens to everyone. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the language was a challenge. And then the second biggest challenge, I would say, was not having my parents here. Mm. I'm sure they were here. Um, I would have had someone to count on or ask for advice at least. Um, so us acting as adults, I would say, was the second biggest challenge. And how did you guys overcome that, those? Or how did you overcome those two challenges? Yeah, um, I would say just maturity came earlier than I thought. I mm. had to make the decision to either go back and and live the hard life there or stay here and work hard and then make it work. Um, but during that transition, transition is when Mr. Steven came along. Mr. Steven is my mentor. Mm -hmm. I've known him for over a decade now. Oh, wow. And I'm sure he'll listen to this podcast. So thank you, Mr. Steven. He's been part of my life for almost everything I've done through my through school, through my marriage, through graduating high school. He took me to the DMV to get my driver's license. Oh, I didn't <laughs> like, know that. Yeah. Wow. I'm not sure if he remembers that. How was your, how'd you meet him? I actually met him through McDonald's. Through, oh, wow. Yeah. How was that? He would always uh, come in on the weekends for an ice cream cone. Mm. And um, that's how we started talking. He asked for my email or my phone number. At first, I thought I was a little weird. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but then I got to know him we, and we met. We went over coffee. He told me a story. I told him mine. We became friends and then he started mentoring me and then we brought along some other students and I've known him for a while now. I think 11 years. So he's a big part mm -hmm. of my life. Yes. Was he an influence on why you went into banking or no? I would say yes, um, but I uh, I think it was a decision that I made on my own. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Okay. What does Mr. Steven do directly? <laughs> I kind of right. want to know. Yeah. Uh, before. <laughs> He worked for NASA before, mm -hmm. um, but now he, he mentors, um, I think, other people too, and he mentors. Oh, for students. engineering, right? I believe so. Because Jose, he's an I'm trying to right? remember that show, and I don't know, but I do know he mentors a group of young uh, adults, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. including myself, Nolman, and Jose, yeah. who oh, okay. on the show. Yeah. I thought it was... But then, <laughs> sorry, I got mixed up because I remember... Jose, he's an engineer, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then you're a banker, but I'm like, wait, that doesn't make sense. So <laughs> never mind. Scratch that. Okay. Yeah, no, we all have different uh, careers. Yeah, yeah, I just realized <laughs> that. Sorry. Um, so speaking on the things with calm and everything, you're looking forward to going to your achievement certificate. What are other big accomplishments that you've had throughout your life? Um. Yeah, I'll point out four four accomplishments. Accomplishments, sorry. Uh, so far, I would say so far getting my education is one of uh, the biggest accomplishments. Even though I haven't graduated yet, I've I've managed to um, graduate graduate from high school, get through it with good grades, being able to master the language. So I'd say that's uh, that's one education. Um, getting a, a good job, I would say, is another one. Um, my job is not like physical or hard um so i that's another thing i'm proud of being able to have a family i got married a few years ago having a good family bringing my parents over an accomplishment also 
And then one of the things that I'm really proud of was buying a home at a very young age. Mm. Well, how old were you? I was 23 when I bought it. Wow. That's uh, not to brag, but I'm really proud about that. <laughs> what? I think you should yeah. brag. Where is your house? It's, Do you live here? Yes, I live in Novato. Novato? Oh. Mm-hmm. And you bought your house here in Novato? Yes. Oh, wow. That's huge because Marin's expensive. It's expensive, <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. So what's your job position specifically? Like what's exactly what you do? My title is a banking services officer. So mm-hmm. you can see it as the operations manager. Mm. So overseeing... Um, I manage, I will manage two people as of right now. We only have one uh, Mm -hmm. banker, but we are looking for a second person. So I manage those two people and the transactions also. Mm So you just oversee all the tellers Uh and everything that's happening. Correct. Yeah. Our branch is super slow, so we don't have tellers exactly. Um, So I do that job as well. Mm But that's part of it. Yes. Mm -hmm. What have you learned so far from... But like, what's the biggest thing you've learned uh-huh. working, you know, in the work that you're doing? In the bank industry, I've learned a lot of uh, things uh, through my career with bank. I've learned all the different types of uh, services that a bank offers. Um, at first, when I joined, I knew nothing. I didn't know the terms or what they did exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now I've learned all the different types of accounts that we offer, um, um, terms that I had no idea about, um, know a little bit about investments, not so much, uh, but banking in general, I've become very knowledgeable of. And you started with your job with no experience, right? Or like, no, like, like working in a bank correct, or anything. Yeah. And you, sorry, you didn't get your college degree. Correct. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then you I, just build yourself up from that. Mm-hmm. And how long have you been working at Mechanic Bank? Uh, Mechanics Bank, I've been working for one year. One year? One, oh. Mm-hmm. Did you get hired from that position or you moved up? I moved up. You moved up. What was your position before? I was a senior universal banker. What is that? So it's like an experienced banker other than Mm -hmm. a regular banker. Do a little more more stuff. (laughs) Yeah. So what's... Is that similar to your position now? Uh, No, it's a little bit different. Uh, So before... So a banker is more like on the platform. So like selling products, business accounts, uh, debit Mm -hmm. cards, uh, credit cards, loans. And then what I do now is more of the operations. So it's like the other side, like overseeing the tellers and transactions. Mm, Mm -hmm. But I still do both. So I'm like doing both at the same time. Mm. Okay. Well, I'm excited to learn more about what you've learned from accounts to like the terms because... We want, to, we want to give that information to our audience, especially, for example, Kim. She's 17 years old, and she's starting to work more and go to school. But I think often, at least in our, our, like our background, being from my Latino family with family that wasn't from here, mm-hmm. like back home, we don't use cards as often. It's usually just cash. So... A lot of the learning that we have to do with credit cards, credit scores, like bank accounts, we have to do on our own, which is why I'm excited that you get to share with us a little bit more of those key information yes. for for myself and people like Kim and others who need a little bit of a guidance on what to do and where to go and kind of see mm-hmm. that. So with that, I want to kind of move into like exploring more about banking fundamentals. Definitely. And so I want to ask a very 
obvious question that people might be like, what do you mean? But it's, what are the various types of banking accounts available? Many people just believe there's one. So I want to get a little bit more insight from you, the different type of banking accounts. Yeah, definitely. Uh, good question. Um, different types of accounts that the bank, um, the two accounts that you use on a daily basis is uh, the checking account, which is like the operation account. Um, that's where you do all of your transactions. That's where your payroll, your paycheck uh, comes into. That's where you pay your bills from, where you do your purchases. Uh, so that's the checking account. It's the most used account. Then there comes the savings account, which is where you save your money, where you put money aside for emergencies. Then the banks also uh, provide money market accounts, which is almost like a savings account, but it gives you a better rate based on how the market is doing. That's why the money market term. Um, then after that comes the certificate of deposit. So CDs, if you have funds that you're not using and you want to get a better rate for them, you can go to your local bank or wherever you bank and ask for a CD, certificate of deposit. Typically, they pay you a better rate on that, um, but you have to know that your funds are locked for a certain period of time, depending on what term you choose. So like a three-month CD, five, six, up to a year, maybe more. Um, so that's the CD. Funds are locked. You can't touch. Otherwise, well, you can, but there's penalties. Um, oh, but better rates. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. After that comes the lines of credits. So credit cards, personal loans, business loans, home loans. Um, but yeah, those are... And those are its own accounts? Like the loans? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I would say the the daily usage uh, for like the most popular ones would be checking and savings account. Mm -hmm. The ones you you know. Wait, what's the what did you say the the one that was savings, the market saving ones? What is mm -hmm. that? I've never heard of. Yeah. I've never heard of the ones that you said past savings account. Yeah, I was gonna say the same thing. I <laughs> I have a savings account and just a checking account. That's it. Right. Yeah. And past that, I do not know. Yeah, that's that's almost what everyone has. Uh, checking and savings. That's where everyone starts. And then once you start to know more, uh, you can go for a money market account. That is almost like a savings account, um, but it has more restrictions to it. Like you, you can't write a lot of checks from it. Um, and it's liquid, liquid funds, meaning you can put money into it and withdraw it anytime. It pays you a little bit more of an interest rate since it's related to the market. It's not invested funds. Um, so it's not like you can, if you put it in, since it's going into the market, you don't uh, lose anything? No, no. Oh, okay. mm -mm. It depends on how the market is doing, but it's not invested. Do so oh. you won't lose. Mm -hmm. Sorry. Do all banks have that or specific banks? Every bank has their own products, but to my knowledge, almost everyone offers. I think that. I missed a very, very important question mm -hmm. um, before this question. And yeah. it's how do you choose a bank that, best fits you because there's so many banks and mm. when i was growing up i thought there was only one <laughs> um <laughs> but then you hear like wells fargo bank bank uh of america uh -huh. mechanics bank which i didn't even know about so and then credit the, the local one it's um redwood credit union mm -hmm. right here so yeah. how do you choose a bank that we tend to fall into where our family is banking mm -hmm. um but what would be any suggestions you have on like for someone who is starting you know their bank accounts mm -hmm. okay yeah great question um what i look for is i look for a bank that provides online services as you guys probably seen lately everything is going mobile 
And so I look for a bank that provides online services and they're user-friendly. Look for a bank that's, uh, that's standing strong, um, a bank that won't go out like immediately. Um, also look for a bank that's uh, backed up by the FDIC, so make sure funds are covered if the bank were to go down. Um, there's a lot of banks to choose from, but those are the three main things I would look for, online banking. Um, people look for customer service also, so wherever they feel welcomed is mm-hmm. where they'll stick to. Uh, and like you said, there's a lot of options. So it's just a matter of doing the research and see which one fits your needs more. Can you also explain the different like categories banks are in? Because I think I missed that too. Yeah. Um, there's, I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I think I do. Uh, I think I knew your question. Uh, I think you're uh, referring to banks and credit unions. Yeah. The difference between those Yeah, two? the difference between those. Okay, yeah. Um so banks are for profit. So banks, banks are the banks. Sorry, that make make money. Mm-hmm. That's their their main goal and um, and serve customers. Local credit unions are more like local and they're nonprofit. They're more for like helping the community out. That's where they're local. Mm-hmm. Um, they both provide the same services, um, but uh, there are some differences between them, like convenience wise. If you go to a bank instead of a credit union, you'll see a lot more ATMs, a lot more banks, as in the local credit union. There's probably only one or two branches mm-hmm. around. Okay, okay. So they're smaller. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm, what is... Wait, can you can you keep talking about how we... <laughs> when we're talking about the savings and all that. Yeah. Can you go back right, to that? I wanted Sorry. to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Uh, so I think we left off with the uh, the money market. Yeah, yeah, the money market. Okay. So that's the one that pays you more interest. Mm-hmm. Um, it's they require a higher balance to keep on it though. Um, mm-hmm. So that's like the catch. They, so yeah. that's like lim- limited or like no 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 you have to have a certain amount. Correct. Okay. Like a minimum balance. And that's not every bank bank right. I believe it's every bank. Yes. Every bank. Mm-hmm. No. Each bank has its own like policies or limits. Okay, I'm mm-hmm. not sure. Well, I know for I have Bank of America, okay, and I know for like my savings, it's something like there's not a required balance to have in it. Okay, until you're 25, is that the same for every bank, or is that just like certain banks? It's most most banks do that. Uh, okay. They're very easy with students. So mm-hmm. for students, there's certain ages where they won't charge you until you. Oh, turn is that the same with the market one? I don't think that's the case with no. the money market. Okay. No. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then the next one? <laughs> yeah, next one I was uh, referring to the certificate of deposits. So mm-hmm. those are funds that are locked in a term. Um, so let's say you have, let's say you've worked and you have $30,000 saved, for example, $50,000. You can go to your bank and say, I have $50,000 that I'm not using. What can I do with them? And then they can offer a certificate of deposit, which means you give the 50000 to the bank, the bank locks it and gives you a certificate for it. So it's locked for whichever cho- uh, term you choose, let's say three months. Mm-hmm. So the bank says for three months, your money is ours, we'll give you a certificate. And then in three months, we'll give you the money back and the interest you've earned. But it's locked. It's not liquid. So you can't touch it. You can, but if you do, there's a fee. Yeah, that's interesting business there. <laughs> wait so if you touch it there's a fee correct is the interest rate high or is it just like a normal interest rate it's usually higher with cds oh, especially okay. now 
And does that, I think it does. I think it would be. Okay, but does it depend of how much money you put in? It does. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, some banks will pay you more interest if you put a higher amount in. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Is there like a required amount that you can put in? No, no. It depends on what what they're offering you. If mm -hmm. you go to a bank, they'll they'll see what promotions they have going on. Okay. Mm -hmm. So is that similar kind of to like a savings just that you cannot take it out and so that term is over correct oh. and they're paying you a higher interest rate on it oh okay, mm -hmm. okay got it yep okay and was that the last one uh yeah and then i just mm -hmm. talked about lines of credits like oh, okay. getting a loan getting a credit card oh, okay mm -hmm. and so for credit cards how does that work because I currently went into the bank and I was talking to a banker or I'm not sure what she was, but I was talking to someone there and um, she, well, I'm not 18 yet, so I can't actually get a credit card yet, but she was, I was just talking to her to like know a little more about it. And um, basically like, I know it's like good to have a credit score and all that, but she was telling me to come in again, but she was kind of telling me to like look at my options and like you don't have to stick with your bank. And I just want to know like what banks out there are good to have a good credit card. There's a lot of options out there. Yeah. I Can I yeah. add on to that question? Absolutely. Um, you know, what factors should you consider when choosing a credit card? Mm, yeah. I think that's really important because. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Personally, when I apply for a credit card, the first thing I, I look at is to make sure it has no annual fee. So most uh, most of the credit cards come with an annual fee. So you get the credit card, but every year you have to pay a fee to have it. So what I do is I do my research and I, I go for the one that doesn't have the annual fee. Typically, it's about 95, 100, depends on what type of credit card you have. So that means since you have a credit card from them, you just pay that fee. You pay that fee for every year. It. Correct. Uh -huh. oh. But there are credit cards with no annual fee. Okay. So that's the one I get personally. Mm. Mm -hmm. What other factors would you want to consider? I would also consider, I what I do is I use the credit card and then I pay at the end of the month. So I like to get rewards. Mm. And so there's credit cards that give you cash back. Um, the one that I have gives me 2% cash back. So the other factor that I look to is how much cash back am I getting for using that credit card. Um, so factor number two would be looking into getting rewards from that credit card. Okay. Mm -hmm. And for, okay, you just mentioned that you have to pay it at the end of the month. I always wondered how that worked because I don't have a credit card, so I don't know how that works. How, do you like connect your bank with that credit card to pay it off or how does that work? That's an option. Yeah, it's not, um, you don't have to do it, but you can. So how would you pay it off? The way I do it is um, I use the card and then I know when the cycle ends. Mm -hmm. So before it ends or by the time it ends, I pay the whole amount. I know some people like to use the credit card and then pay it right away, which you can too. Um, in my experience, I found it easier for my my finance to use it the whole month. And then by the end of the month, paying whatever you, you paid with your credit card. If you don't pay, the bank allows you to pay minimum, which you can, and then owe the rest. But then that's when interest hits. Mm. and personally i don't recommend that so i would recommend using the debit card and then at the end of the month transferring money from your account or if you have cash go to the bank and pay it off what you were saying is also an option you can set your checking account as automatic payment 
So oh. whatever you use gets paid. That way you automatically, automatically or is it by a certain date? Um, by a certain date. By yes. Certain you set the date. And you can you set it up. Paid. Oh, okay. Correct. Yeah. That way you never miss a payment. Mm, okay. Mm. I've heard that. I've heard that other option though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Of it. Okay. Yeah. Why is a credit card important? I would say. Why should we have one? Why should you have one? Yeah. <laughs> um, a lot of people are scared of credit cards and I get it. It's easy to go swipe, swipe, swipe. I'm spending money and then I'll pay it back. Um, but I would say it's a good start to start building credit, uh, your credit score. It's the easiest thing to get. So if you want to start building your credit score, like in your case, you're, you're young. So the first step would be get a credit card, but use it in your favor. Mm-hmm. Don't ever pay interest on it. Use it and pay it. Use it and pay it. That way you start building credit. Mm-hmm. And what is the purpose of a credit score? And how does it, in, it impact your like, financial life? Credit score is one of the most important things in the financial world, I would say. Um, but first, let me explain what a credit score is, just in case there's an uh, audience that um, haven't heard of a credit score before. Um, so a credit score is a three-digit rating, uh, which tells how trustworthy you are to repay debt. And the lowest is 300, highest being 850. And um, so if you are at a 580 credit score... It's pretty low. Most likely you won't qualify for a loan. If you're standing at a 680, you're doing good, but you could be doing better. If you're standing at 720 or around the area of 720, that means you're doing very good. Yay! If you're (laughs) (laughs) nice, if you're 800 or above, that means you're doing an exceptional job. Oh, man. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) It's hard to maintain a 800 credit score, though. So 720 or above is... You mentioned how you can qualify for a loan. Mm-hmm. But what other things um, require a credit score? Like, why that's really important? Yeah, um, a credit score not only helps you qualify for the loan, but it also helps you get a lower rate. So when lenders uh, look into your credit score, they look that you have one, that you have a good one. And then the higher you have it, the lower interest rate they'll try to charge you because you're more trustworthy to pay. Mm. And what are those loans referring to? Uh, depends on the type of loan that you're uh, you're applying for. Let's say it's a car loan. Let's say it's for a credit card. Let's say it's a mortgage. Um, depending on what type of loan you're applying for. That's where I was going. Okay. Um, a lot of people often don't know that if you want to get a brand new car, like you need a credit score, and then that's kind of how your interest kind of goes. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so if you want to buy a house, a car. Um, am I missing anything? Or you want to, yeah, you would need a credit score in order to do that unless you pay like the full amount there. Correct. Yeah. But if you're going to finance a car in this example, you need a credit score. Correct. It helps you borrow money pretty much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I've heard a few ways of being able to like what you should pay, like basically with your credit card, what are things that you should pay and like shouldn't pay with your credit card? Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. that's a good question. <laughs> I personally pay everything with the credit card. Um, mm-hmm. What I do is I use it every every day or mm-hmm. every week. I pay everything with it. Um, I don't think there's a thing you shouldn't pay. Um, but what I've heard is that people use it for big purchases and oh they, yeah, and they and they use cash or their debit card, which is linked to their checking account, to pay for small things. I use it for everything because I like getting the points for it, the rewards. Um, so I personally use it for everything, and then by the end of the month, I just pay the whole thing down. 
I have a mm-hmm. question to add on to that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, could you share any tips on building a good, a strong credit score? Yeah, most definitely. Um, sometimes I can share would be the number one thing is, of course, pay it on time. So if you have a loan that you got or if you have a credit card which you owe money to, make your payments on time. Don't miss a payment. That's the first thing I would say, number one tip. Um, I would also recommend using less than 30% of what they give you. So, for example, they gave you a credit card of $1,000. That's your limit, right? You use 30% of that, so you're using 300 or less. Uh, don't maximize your credit because if your limit is 1000 you're trying to go more, then it makes you look kind of bad. It makes you look like you're needing more. And what you want to show is that you're able to pay what you're using. So not mm-hmm. overusing your card. Um, wait, well, sorry. sorry, wait. So you mean like not... Wait, you're saying like, for example, you have a thousand in your account and mm-hmm. if you go over that, yeah, is um, when, yeah, I was referring to, to a credit card. So let's say you go to, you go to me and we mm-hmm. apply for a credit card and we approve you for a credit card. That's a thousand dollars. Um, that's money. That's not yours. It's money that we're letting you use. So you, we give you the credit card. It has a thousand dollars in it, right? Mm-hmm. You go use it and you pay for whatever you, you need, um, your car, you buy a phone, I'm not sure what you use it for, but you use it. By the end of the month, you pay it. And the trick is you using 30% of that, so $300 or less. No, you, you can use more, but you have to pay it down. But don't ever go over $1,000 because that makes it look bad on your credit. So over yours, oh. those less. Wait, I didn't know that. So basically when you get a credit card, that bank gives you a certain amount of money Correct. to use? Yep, there's a limit. Oh, and then, wait, so then how do you pay for everything? Like you said, you paid, f- you pay for everything through your credit card. So how does yeah, that work? My limit is a lot higher. <laughs> oh, but you yeah. just want to go higher. Oh, no. Oh, wait. My, my limit. Do you want to explain, for example, um, what my first credit card that I got was um, a limit of $500. Mm-hmm. That was just how much money they gave me. Um, that was based on because I didn't have um, like the... They they asked me for my pay stubs, mm-hmm. and I wasn't making a lot of money. Mm-hmm. So the limit they gave me was five hundred dollars, mm-hmm. and then um, and then I went to which follows up with my other question too. Then I got a second credit card, and it was a lot higher, um, and they gave me a, a bigger amount. So a cre- like they gave you a different amount. I think that's something that. Mm-hmm. To clarify, to oh, yeah. they give you different amounts based. Correct. Okay, that based makes your income sense. pretty much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So then, when you get that, mm-hmm. wait, I'm trying to like understand it. That's like okay. So you, like, pretend as Sandy said, you get five hundred, and then you can only spend five hundred. Correct. five hundred to to use. To use. But his recommendation is, and I'm not good at math, so to use only thirty percent of that five hundred, which is. Which Ooh, is <laughs> <of Matthew. laughs> yeah, so so that that way, um, that's like two hundred, probably. she's like looking. She's around two hundred. <laughs> yeah, I think it, it's one fifty. On one fifty. Okay. okay. Yeah. So that's yeah. how much you would use, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I mm-hmm. have okay. I have two credit cards, and my question with kind of following along with um is is having multiple credit cards a good idea, and if so why and if not why okay um 
I would say don't have a lot of credit cards. What does a lot mean? What's oh, the max? Yeah, the... I, I would say keep it two to three. Two That's what I have, two okay. to three. And, and manage them well. I don't think it counts on how many you have, but how you manage them. Mm. So like I have three personally and I manage them correctly. I use them and I pay them and I've never missed a payment. That's how you keep your credit score. Um, the other thing I'll say is don't apply for all of them at the same time. Leave a gap in between. Like get one this year, get another one next year. Don't apply for all of them at the same time because then that also affects your credit score. Yeah, okay. Mm -hmm. okay. What is the point of having more than one credit card? Having more, people see it as a backup. So having more, um, how do I phrase this? So let's say I have an emergency, right? I have mm -hmm. three credit cards to pull from. So let's say something happens to my wife and she can't work anymore and I have to pay bills. I can use that credit card. So I have three credit cards to pull from and I can use them for emergencies. So having them as backup, I would say, is the number one thing. Mm, does Do they all connect to the same credit score or no? Are they all separate credit scores? They, they all report to the same one. Oh, mm -hmm. I figured that out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so then, like, if you have, if you're good on all of them, you're paying everything. Mm -hmm. It does that help increase your chances of your credit score going higher? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah? Oh, yep. Okay. Yep. And I want to explain why I have two. Mm -hmm. Mine was because I didn't qualify where my my bank was, and so they and I needed one because I wanted to start building my credit score at, at a very young age. So I went to Redwood Credit Union and they provided me with my first one. Okay. And then after like I, I gave a gap and then I was like able to prove that, hey, I make money. Um, I was able to go back to my bank and say like my original bank and say, hey, and then they approved it. Um, but I didn't know that you could get two credit cards until I was like mm -hmm. learning that. Mm. Um, yeah. Do you have any more questions about credit cards, credit scores? Um, just that, so, okay, so basically, sorry, <laughs> okay, what is, so the ideal for, like, someone, since I'm just turning 18, like, in a week, I'm turning 18 in a week, so I'm gonna get a credit card as soon as I can, so typically, I would want to just have one credit card, and the idealist thing for me to do would be to just have it connected to my bank, and have it automatically pay because I feel like I might forget to pay it. <laughs> I would say that's very important. Yes, okay. that's a very good strategy. And then to only, only use thirty percent of it. Mm -hmm. Is there? So what if I use more than thirty percent? It's okay as long as you're making your payments. I have a question. Okay. On that. Mm -hmm. One of the things that I do is I use thirty percent. I pay it off, and if I need to use more money, I would go thirty again and pay it off. Mm -hmm. Does that count, or is that not a good idea? Yeah, that's perfectly fine. That's okay. what I do too. Wait, say I, that again? So because, for example, if um, I'm going to use your example, $1,000, but I pay bills that are pretty high. So I use 300 and then I pay it off and then it goes back to 1000 mm -hmm. I use 300 again. I pay it off. It goes back to 1000 mm -hmm. What he's saying is not to use up 1000 paying those 1000 at the end of the month, but kind of breaking up that a thousand right right does that make sense but so it looks bad if you do waste a thousand on your credit score that looks bad on it if you if you don't pay it it does look bad yes but if you but what if you do pay like <laughs> i'm sorry I no it's it. okay it, i know it's, it's confusing and uh and i know so i totally get it um it's okay if you use it as long as you pay it 
Okay. Um, but don't ever go past it because then that's okay. when it looks bad. Okay. Mm-hmm. But what if you go past it, but you also pay it? It looks bad because you're it still thinking, looks bad? yeah, it still looks bad because oh. that's why they set the limit. So you mm-hmm. never want to go past. You never want to go past. It. Okay. Mm-hmm. That yeah. Even if once. you even if you can pay it, you don't want to go past. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then, wait, how you said you can you is that how it works? Like, pretend I buy something like three hundred dollars, and then like I buy it like on the beginning of the month, but like I have it set to pay every month. Can I pay that? If I want to pay it ahead and not wait to the end of the month. Absolutely. That's okay. something I do because um, this this is more my brain, how it works. Mm-hmm. So if I look at my bank account and I pay the credit card, I still think that I have that money. But in reality, I don't have that money. So I like to pay it off so that I'm like, you already wasted that money. Mm. And so that way. And then a suggestion from my own, I set my due date a week before the actual due date because just in case a transaction doesn't go in on time the online system is down whatever i like to set mine a week or not even a week i think like four days before the due date Mm -hmm. and so it goes and then i just set my mind like don't use it until the the cycle Mm, resets okay that's just what i do but Mm -hmm. i do again i pay it off more because i'm like you don't have that money so then i tell myself not to buy anything (laughs) (laughs) okay um and then for like okay now going back kind of what to what i was saying if i spend the 300 and like i have a thousand as my limit and then okay like i pay the 300 does it reset back to a thousand or do i have to wait till the end of the month it resets it resets as soon as i pay that correct yep oh okay so then like if i spend 300 like like 300 that month, like mm-hmm. 300 for the four weeks in the month. Okay. That would be like f- uh, 1,200. It doesn't matter. Like It doesn't matter. I went over, but it, I didn't technically go over. Exactly. Correct. You're getting it out. Okay. Yep. You're getting it out. Exactly. <laughs> no, it's complicated, okay. but you're getting it. Okay. Which I'm sense. glad we, we talked about because I think that's what a lot of people are confused about. Yeah, it's, and, it's easy to And confuse. if I could go back to being 17 and, and knowing that, it would have helped me a lot. So. Yes. Okay. I know we have like very, very... Sh- a little time now and i knew we were gonna not get through all the question but i do want to talk about how do you approach um budgeting effectively i think that's super important especially once you get mm-hmm. a credit card um how you budget um yeah yeah absolutely yeah budgeting has is something that has helped me a lot um in my personal uh, life um first i'll explain what budgeting budgeting exactly does so two things it helps you live within your means so it helps you um, not spend more than what you're earning. And then two, it helps you save for the future. Um, and the way I do it is I follow, I'm not sure if you guys have heard of the 50, 30, 20 rule. No. No. no? Okay. But it's good to learn. You said 50? 50, 20, 30. 20, 30. No. Can you explain what that means? Absolutely. So those are percentages. 50%, oh, okay. 30%, 20%. I tend to do a little bit more, but this is the base. So 50, 20, 30. 20% of your income must go to your savings account mm. or paying debt. Oh, I kind of have heard of that. Yeah? Okay. Perfect. On a TikTok. <laughs> On a TikTok. But yeah, I was going to say the same thing. Yeah. That has appeared on my feed. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So 20% at least. If you could do more, perfect. But at least 20% of your income always goes to your savings. Or if you already have debt, start paying down debt with 20%. Mm. That's the 20 part. Um, the 30% part is for your wants. There's also a difference between your wants and your needs that I'll explain in a little bit. 
but that's for stuff like um, clothing, shoes, bills. So that's uh, 30%. Fun also, because you also need to have some fun. And then the remaining, the 50% are for your needs. That's for stuff that you have to pay. So your rent, if you have your mortgage, if you have a car loan to pay, um, food also. So I break it down like that. 50% for my expenses, things that I have to pay. 30% for my needs, uh, sorry, for my wants. And then 20% for my savings. Mm. Mm. So... Can you explain? Sorry. I'll let you go. I just wanted to get, you said you wanted to explain the difference between wants and needs. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, those are the two, two things that I touch on a lot when I do the financial literacy class and it's super easy to buy stuff that you don't need. And so the main difference between those two is it's pretty self-explanatory. So wants are things that you, you just want, you don't Mm -hmm. need them. So I'll say an example, like for myself, I go to the store and I see a pair of shoes. I have shoes. I don't need them, but since they're beautiful (laughs) and I try them on and they look great, I buy them. That's an example of a want. Mm -hmm. I bought them without needing them. I just wanted them because they look good. And maybe they they even had a discount, so they got me. Um, Mm -hmm. I go to the store and I see a nice tie. I have a bunch of ties at home. I don't need it. But since I like it, I buy it. That's a want, mm. stuff that you don't do, you don't need, you just want. And then there's your needs that you have to pay. You need food, you need to pay your bills, you need to pay rent, um, you need to pay, you need clothing as well, of course, knowing what you need and, and what you want, um, not overspending. So the, the key between uh, those two is seeing what you actually need and what you can live with and what you can afford, not getting in debt or something that you don't really need. Mm-hmm. Mm. How do you... Is there any advice that you would give to someone like me who like con- constantly like just spends on things that they don't need? <laughs> I would say just set your priorities. Mm-hmm. Uh, set priorities on what are the things that you really need mm-hmm. and that you must have. Um, I also uh, suggest looking through your bank account just mm-hmm. go through your history and, and see, look for things that you spent and then just meditate on those and, and just say, did I really need to buy this mm-hmm. or did I just buy it because I wanted to? Um, mm-hmm. Don't get a lot of subscriptions. So like like TV, don't get all those things, music, Apple Music, Spotify, all those things. Get a few because it's, it's necessary. You need to listen to music sometimes. You need to watch some movies, on some shows, but don't. Enroll yourself in a bunch of them because then mm. you're spending, you're probably not even using them. So I would say go through your account and look for the things that you're not using and cancel them. Mm. That'll help you cut on expenses. Um, <laughs> I am so like one of the things that when I met you, I was like, you have a dream of mine and it's owning a property. But how did you get there? Like what were, how did you manage your 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 is it cash flow? I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure it's cash flow mm-hmm. to get to that point. Yeah, good question. It's it's a lot of sacrifice. I for the most part I haven't really explored places and that's because I wanted to save for the house. So I haven't Did you use the 50 30 20? Yes, I did. It, to get to get there? To get there. Yes, okay. I did. Yeah, that's something that's helped me a lot. And I personally do it a little bit different. <laughs> I need to start doing that. <laughs> 
reflecting. Yeah. yeah. If if you can increase the twenty percent, increase your savings. Mm-hmm. I personally do. I need to like add up my income <laughs> yeah. to do that and then see that. Yeah. Yeah. What I do is I create a template and I record all of my expenses. So that's mortgage, water bill, PG and E, um, food, gas, insurance. And then I add I do it with my wife together. So uh, we add my income and then her, her income. And then we add all the uh, expenses and we add our income. And we always got to make sure our income is higher than our expenses. Mm-hmm. So that's a good idea to have. How high? I would say as long as you're meeting your 20% at least for savings, you're okay. Mm-hmm. If you could do more, great. I personally do 40% for savings and then the rest... Um, but I know it's hard to save. Um, mm-hmm. But if you can minimize spence, expenses, I'm blessed that my wife cooks and she's a very good cook. So we rarely eat outside. So that helps us save a lot of money. Mm-hmm. I would say cutting on expenses is really important. Yeah. Yeah. Cooking at home. <laughs> yeah. That, I need to start doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I spend a lot of money on it's food expensive. and buying yeah. out food. Yeah. yeah. Because sometimes, like, because I'm in college and I work full time, it's, like, kind of hard for me to, like, have time to, like, be able to make something. Mm -hmm. So instead, I just go buy it. Yeah. It's easier. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard. It's a challenge. Um, It's a challenge, but it's something that we can all do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And did you, when you first started investing for, or is it investing? I don't know if that's the right word for, like, your home now. Mm -hmm. How, where were you working? I was working at Wells Fargo. Wells Fargo. So, and then you're still using the 20, 30, 50 rule. Yes, I was. And was it exactly that or was it like a little less? It was actually a little more. A little more. Yeah. Oh. I've always had two jobs. So my income is always higher <laughs> because of that. Um, I like to keep myself busy. Busy. I don't like being at home because I get bored. And so um, I've always managed to uh, stay busy with, with work and I always increase my income. That way I can save more. That's how I was able to save mm-hmm. down, uh, for the down payment for the house. Okay. Increasing and, my income. And you did this with your wife, correct? Correct, yes. So you guys were both at the same time Co- saving for the house. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Are you guys looking to buy anything else right now? We are actually. We're actually on the market looking for buy to buy a uh, second uh, home. As really? Either, either an investment property or a bigger home for us to move into and rent the current one. Oh, wow. We're on the lookout. <laughs> I know we're near the end of the show, so I, I really want to thank you for your time. Yeah. And I think I'm happy that Kim had time to ask her questions mm-hmm. and learn. I do want to ask you, like, what advice do you have for the youth and anyone really who is wanting to be more in charge of their finances? Like, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely a good question. Time. Yeah, for all the youth out there that are looking for um, either buying a house or being financially stable, I would say, number one, budget. Don't spend more than you can. Don't get yourself in debt unless it's debt that will make you money. For instance, in my case, buying an investment property that's taken a loan but paying itself off. Uh, So I would say budgeting is super important. Um, Do the research. Uh, Do the research to... Um, getting credit cards, using them in your favor, manage your credit scores. That way, when it comes to the point where you have to get a loan, you're ready for it and you're prepared for it. Mm. Yeah. 
That's very good advice. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to, I'm like reflecting over what you've said and like what I need to start doing. Yeah. And and it's good that you're starting at a good age. Mm -hmm. That's where I started. Mm -hmm. And uh, I would say the bank, working for the bank is something that has helped me a lot. That's Mm -hmm. how I was able to learn all these things that I know. What are, what are some people, books or something that teenagers like me could watch and like learn (laughs) (laughs) these things from that don't necessarily like require us to go to like a classroom or something Uh like that, like to school for it? Um, I'm not a big reader. I haven't really read a lot of books. Mm. Um, But I know um, there's one that I read, uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I know a lot of people know about that one. That's a very interesting book. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) I've read that. You read that, yeah. Read one of his books. Yeah, You're Uh currently reading one. Yes. Mm. Yeah, that's that's one I can point out. But I'm not a big reader. I haven't really read a lot of books. (laughs) Do you watch any people like on YouTube, anything like that? Not really, no? not okay. really, no, okay. yeah, but I have, I have friends, I have Mr. Steven, who's my mentor, mm-hmm. and so for questions or anything, I always reach out to him, mm-hmm. yeah. So you would say me- having a mentor is a big thing as well? Having a mentor is a big thing, yes. In, mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay, good to know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, um, I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad for Teens when I was in high school, mm-hmm. and it kind of helped me to learn more about finances. I think um, if I can add on to your, your tips and advice for the youth, it's really um, educate, like have financial literacy, and that's super important. As you grow older, like you'll get more responsibilities, and um, saving, budgeting is super important to have like a, a stable like to be good and mm. not be um, going through hard times. So yeah, that would be my advice. And also reading, I s- highly suggest reading. I read Rich Dad Poor Dad, the actual adult book later on, and it's like way more detailed. And um, yeah, just finding books that can really help you with financial literacy is one of my biggest advice. Uh, coming from a family who owns a lot of businesses, that is how my parents like manage their businesses now is really just learning from others who who have that experience. An example like Ullman. Yeah. Mm. Great. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. And is there anything else you'd like to share, you'd like to recommend, share to the audience? <laughs> yeah, no, just keep working. Um, keep working hard at whatever you guys do. Um if I did it, I feel like anyone can. And there's opportunities. There's a lot of opportunities out there. We just have to take advantage of them and just make the best of ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's true. Thank you so much. Thank you for being on the show. And thank you for sharing these tips, these very, very useful tips. And um, hopefully we can have you back on our show. Yeah, I want to learn more about investments, but we, we ran out of time. <laughs> okay. Who and I... Wish you well on finding your next home. Thank you. Thank you so much. Okay. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Bye-bye.